When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Confidence starts with loving who you are. And when your skin feels nourished and glows on the outside, you naturally radiate confidence from the inside. Give your skin a glow up with Osea's clinically proven Mega Moisture Duo. This ultra-hydrating body care features two of Osea's bestsellers, Andaria Algae Body Oil and Andaria Collagen Body Lotion. These seaweed-powered heroes use skincare-level ingredients normally reserved for your face for results you can see and confidence you can feel. Osea has been making clean, clinically proven seaweed-infused face and body care products for over 28 years. This luxurious skincare is vegan, cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified, so you never have to choose between your values and your best skin. Glow from the inside out. Get 10% off your first order with code GLOW at OseaMalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A Malibu.com, code GLOW. The biggest breaking news stories, an outspoken opinion. The Breakfast Briefing with Julia Hartley Brewer on Talk Radio. Good morning to you. This is Talk Radio Breakfast with me, Julia Hartley-Brew. Thank you very much indeed for your company. I hope you've had a fabulous, fabulous uh, long weekend. Uh, Maybe you're still uh, off work if you're uh, uh, enjoying a bit of the Easter holidays with your family. Um, You're actually allowed to see quite a lot of your family. I think everybody's been out and about. That stay-at-home order uh, now, uh, obviously, is completely uh, off the cards and uh, people actually being allowed to travel. No overnight stays allowed, but uh, I know a lot of people seeing their family after many, many, many months apart uh, the week. So I hope you had a really great time getting some semblance of normality back. But, oh, we're really not quite at normal again yet, are we? We did have some good news last night. We had... um the April the 12th reopening was confirmed by the Prime Minister at that press conference. Um, but we also had this nonsense about two tests a week being given to us, lateral flow tests. Uh, we also had some very questionable SAGE modelling that was released, which apparently could put the kibosh on a 17th of May full reopening, but also on the idea of us going back to the old normal on the June the 21st. Uh, if the government is still listening to the SAGE on June the 21st, we are still wearing masks for at least another year brackets forever close brackets and we are still social distancing and we'll be needing those vaccine passports proving your vaccine status in order to live a normal life to go into a pub for instance where you don't have to social distance or have a dumb one-way system uh, to get to the loo um we are nowhere near the end of this roadmap. We are nowhere near freedom. We're nowhere near getting back to normal. So we're going to be discussing all of that on the show today. Delighted to say the person joining me for all the chat this morning is Emma Revel, Head of Public Affairs at the Free Market Think Tank, the Institute of Economic Affairs. Good morning to you, Emma. Morning, Julia. Um, I do feel uh, at these times, and it was lovely to sort of take a weekend off from the news largely um, uh, for a bit of sanity, um, but returning returning to the insanity full blast today. Um, it, we are in this situation, and I genuinely do think this this is how 
this is how torture works. When people are renditioned to a, 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 a some sort of, you know, uh, some, some hell hole on an island in the middle of the Pacific uh, by sort of secret American transport plane and people are blindfolded and, and then they're, they're left in isolation and then they are tortured to get information from them and to, to get them to be controlled. They, they, they've good cop, bad cop, don't they? Little moments <laughs> of, look, look, we're going to give you a meal. We'll, we'll, we'll show you a picture of your children that you haven't seen for the last year. We'll, we'll give you these little breadcrumbs, quite literally in some cases, in return for, and then you get the bad cop stuff. We had good cop, bad cop. We had this uh, yesterday. Uh, with We had the news that, yes, we're going to see the pubs reopening outdoors. So they can't make any money, but they can open outdoors. We're going to see non-essential retail returning. But we've still got the vaccine passports. We've still got all this social distancing going on. Uh, we've, we've, we're still going to have we're told we're supposed to get tests uh, twice a week. Um, the, I mean, they, they give with one hand, but they rip back with the other, don't they? Freedom does feel um, very far away. The idea that normal is coming, well, it's not. It's it's coming in sort of waves and we get a bit of time and you can, as you say, you can go to the pub, but you can't sit inside. And when you can sit inside, you might have to prove that you're allowed to sit inside with some documentation that doesn't exist yet. And given government IT and track records on privacy, it may well be a complete disaster if we ever end up with it in the first place. May well so, be. I think, I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm frankly, I'm, I'm, I'm in awe of your optimism. <laughs> well, I did say at the weekend to a colleague, I've never prayed for a government IT failure uh, as much as I am with this, because if we do end up having vaccine passports, and I really very much hope we don't, uh, that might be the thing that saves us, because government can't do this. They're yeah. never very good at it. So, you know, even if they do end up forcing it through against significant opposition in Parliament, that I hope we will see, um, that, that might be the thing that say, gets us out of it. two cheers for incompetence. Yay, <laughs> yay. I mean, this is the thing. I What I don't understand, and, and Matt Ridley, Lord Matt Ridley, who is a very good friend of the show and is one of the sanest people on the planet, and, and he actually made the really, really good point on social media last night. He says, um... Don't Sage believe in the vaccines? They're beginning to sound like anti-vax conspiracy theorists, he pointed out, because every single thing that the government is based is, is based on the fact that we're going to, as Matt Hancock had said, we should have been doing by now, cry freedom because we've got this amazing vaccine rollout. And we're looking at these surges in cases uh, in uh, in Europe and, and we're not seeing that here. We were told, you know, oh, on the on the imperial modelling, is there any... You know, Warwick modelling, any reopening would lead to increasing cases. Well, that hasn't happened. We had schools back. They've been back. They were back for over a month. Uh, and we haven't seen that. Kids have only just broken up on Thursday, most of them. We have not seen not only a lot of rising cases. We and, and bearing in mind an awful lot of the meaning of the kids going back to school also meant that actually their parents were going back to work as well. You, anyone anyone would have noticed the increase in the amount of traffic around in the last uh, month as a result of that and uh, on public transport and uh, road transport. Um, but but so, so they, they've been wrong on everything. They are still new set of modelling released yesterday. So this is the old bad cop side of things is a predicting a summer surge that could be almost Almost as high as what we saw in January. I mean, it's, it's just nonsense. I mean, these people are, it's just, they may as well be just sort of throwing darts at a dartboard, which has got some different options of things that might happen for the likelihood of what they have, they, they, they're saying is, is right. Um, but they are assuming AstraZeneca efficacy at 80%, when actually American evidence suggests it's closer to 100%. That is a huge difference in terms of people at risk. If there are people who are at risk of getting COVID, if we go back to normal, are people who have been offered the vaccine and have chosen not to take the vaccine, I'm sorry. 
with all due respect, I don't care if those people get sick. I really don't. That's their choice. They have the freedom to not take the vaccine. If they don't want to take it all seriously with all the education that's going on, more for them. But if someone who is at risk, over 70, and chooses not to take the vaccine, I don't see why that's got anything to do with me or the rest of the country. I mean, we were just speaking about government incompetence, the the ability of government to keep undermining the vaccine rollout, which is the only successful thing that has happened in the last year. Everything else has basically been some variety of disaster. Um, The vaccine rollout is an unmitigated success in in almost every single way. You know, take up is high. Efficacy is high. It's going really, really well. And then the government go, oh, but two vaccinated people can't meet because it's not 100 percent effective, which is true. It's not. But almost nothing is. Yeah. And we don't stop people with other vaccinations yeah. meeting in case they catch whatever that disease is. You know, oh, oh well, you know, we may still have um, a spike as high as as we've seen in, in January over Christmas. That's nonsense. It has to be nonsense because you're basically saying, well, the vaccines had no effect whatsoever, which we can see from the UK as well as from other countries whose rollout's been incredibly successful. That's just not true. Yeah. I mean, that, but know. that's the thing. So, so why are these people still employed? Anyone else in their daily life got things that wrong? I mean, I'm sorry, Neil Ferguson of Imperial College has been so wrong about everything, his entire professional life, the idea that he's got a job doing anything other than sweeping the road. And frankly, I'm not sure I trust him to do that adequately, is is an absolute joke. But, I mean, the number one job Boris Johnson has right now is to sack the whole of SAGE and start again from scratch because these people are clearly incompetent. If they are genuinely listening and looking at models, I have a, I have a maths undergraduate who, who has debunked numerous things that Neil Ferguson has come up with. He, I mean, and you know, literally again, like, here's the evidence about why this can't be true, isn't it? And, 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 and he overnight, and he's been, you think seriously, what, a maths undergraduate understands this stuff better than Sage Imperial. I'm just looking at, you know, the assumption, the underlying assumptions in all these models are so stupid. I mean, it's like, it's like they're assuming the sun won't rise tomorrow. Well, yeah, I mean, that's the worst case scenario, but I think we carry on life on the basis that it does. Um, but, but this is the thing, if the government is always going to be looking at worst case scenario, you know, oh, there might be a new variant. Well, yes, I mean, yes, there might. It is conceivable that a new variant will arise, which which vaccines don't work on. And when that does happen, we will deal with it. Preferably, we won't be dealing with the lockdown again. I'm pretty sure we will deal with it, a lockdown again. But we cannot live our lives every single day as if the worst possible thing is going to happen. I mean, you know, we have we have building insurance and content insurance. I have travel insurance. I'm, I'm a kind of insurance kind of gal. Um, I want to make sure we've got, you know, worst case scenarios. You know, I have a spare set of keys with, with, with friends and family, you know, in case I get locked myself out. I, you know, I look both ways when I cross the road. I mean, I... I, you know, I, I, I have double locks on my door and I, I know I'm a, I'm a pretty sensible, careful person. But I also, you know, I scuba dive, I ski, my daughter horse rides, we, we, I go zip lining. I, you know, I do things that there is a certain level of risk to. But but I, you know, we wear helmets, you know, I mean, you know, we, we, we you know, we go in lessons, we, we go we go on peace. We, there are lots of ways in which you can live your life, but you put in some reasonable safety precautions to make sure you're not being completely and utterly reckless. This this government and SAGE want us effectively to lie in our beds, covered in cotton wool, for wearing a mask, taking lateral flow tests for the rest of our lives in case, in case someone dies of something. I mean, do they know that people die every day anyway? 
This is what worries me most, I think, about how we're uh, coming out, in theory, of this pandemic, if we are coming out towards the end, um, is that there seems to have been a lack of any kind of personal responsibility or risk. Yep. And we, and it's not like we weren't doing that before. As you say, you know, we lived our normal lives with, with all kinds of different risks all the time from all of the different things. You know, you could be hit by a bus, but we'd, we still cross the road. Do you know what I mean? And, and that seems to have been lost. There was a case at the beginning, I think, to overreact because we didn't know what was going on. We, did, we, you know, we didn't we, know how this virus worked. We didn't know how deadly it but, was to who and to whom. Now, exactly. But within so a month react- or two, we did. And we carried yeah. on the same measures. Exactly. And, and we should we should have been gradually or indeed very dramatically going, OK, well, back to personal responsibility. People know what's going on. They can judge for themselves, especially, again, given how astonishingly successful this vaccine rollout is. Keep that going and, yeah. and everything else can go as far as I'm concerned. We should be back to normal. Yeah. But, but I wonder at what point that, you know, the law abiding majority, I have people having go message me, why are you still wearing your mask? I, I think I think June the 21st. I'm I, I'm I'm getting to the point where, I, as a, as a law-abiding citizen, I'm going to have to start looking at what Lord Sumption, who's a for, former Supreme Court justice, has said. That sometimes it becomes the moral thing to do to break immoral laws, and I I think that is something that a lot of law-abiding citizens like myself, and I think my listeners as well, are going to actually have to uh, we're going to have to reckon with, which is that at what point do we have to say that we that we are not going to grit our teeth and, and, and go along. I mean, we can rail against it and argue against it, but there comes a point when maybe everyone going along with totally unjustifiable laws becomes the point when we have to say no. Now, I mean, again, I'm not in a position where I want to call for people to break the law. I'm not breaking the law. I'm, I'm in a position where I could could do that or get away with it. I'm not, you know, I suppose people who, people who tried that, the K Burleys and the like, ain't got away with it. Um, I... I but I, but I am seriously questioning how I can continue to think of myself as a free citizen of a free country, if if some idiot, pathological psychopath on stage still thinks I have to wear a mask for the rest of my life, and I and I I really think that we're going to have to um have a little moment as a as a nation as free citizens and 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 decide what it is we're we're going to do with the rest of our life because I just don't know how much longer this is sustainable. The breakfast briefing with Julia Hartley Brewer on Talk Radio. If you liked what you heard, please subscribe and give me a good review. And don't forget to catch me on the Talk Radio Breakfast Show every weekday from 6.30 until 10. Confidence starts with loving who you are. And when your skin feels nourished and glows on the outside, you naturally radiate confidence from the inside. Give your skin a glow up with Osea's clinically proven Mega Moisture Duo. This ultra-hydrating body care features two of Osea's bestsellers, Andaria Algae Body Oil and Andaria Collagen Body Lotion. These seaweed-powered heroes use skincare-level ingredients normally reserved for your face for results you can see and confidence you can feel. Osea has been making clean, clinically proven seaweed-infused face and body care products for over 28 years. This luxurious skincare is vegan, cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified, so you never have to choose between your values and your best skin. Glow from the inside out. Get 10% off your first order with code GLOW at oseamalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A malibu.com, code GLOW. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. 
Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.